0: You are a seven year old boy, and you have tried your best to be good this year. You couldn't bear to face him again, the old man ever judging who was naughty, who was nice. And as Christmas draws ever closer, your simmering dread only grows. The cold night grows quiet, and you hear the sound that you've been dreading for 11 months. The scratch, scratch, scratch of wood against your window. You don't even want to look, but your head turns as though you've lost control of it. Outside the window, against the inky black sky, an old man stands at the window in filthy, tattered clothes and ancient furs. He leered at you gleefully, scraping his wooden switch against the window. Then, as quickly as he appeared, he vanished. After a moment of silence, there was a knock at the door. You try to stop your mother, but she simply tells you to be good before opening the door to the grouchy, homeless-looking man. With antlers latched to his head with dirty rags, he shuffled slowly, stiffly towards you, He leaned close to your face and asked in a dry, raspy voice if you had been good for the last year. Unable to stammer out an affirmative, you just shakily nod your trembling chin. He asked you to recite a Bible verse, and you swallow a lump in your throat so big that it feels like you swallowed an egg whole. You stutter as you recall Joshua 1.9, and as you try to practice its message, be strong and courageous. You tell yourself, as much as the man at your door. He seems to consider you for a moment then scatters your favorite sweets on the floor you freeze your eyes dart to the birch switch in his hands and you hold your breath as he stares at you for a moment you stay completely still as he frowns and slowly turn to engage your little brother in the exact same conversation you catch your breath you did it you passed the test you turn your head as you hear the treats for your brother scatter across the floor. In his eagerness to claim his snacks, he dove for the floor, and the dirty, scruffy man sneered and soundly thrashed your brother with the switchet for his greed. After the beating, the dirty old man went on his way, and you collect your own treats. You smile as you glance out the window to see his fur coats vanish into the snowy wind. It'll be a whole year before you need to see Belsnickel again. Welcome back to Southern Fried Storytime, guys. Today I am just happy to be alive. I am of English, Irish, German, and Swiss descent, and the more I learn about folklore from these countries, the more thrilled I am that I was never spirited away by a fae or given a beatdown by a Germanic or Nordic, Nordic grumpy Christmas monster. I'm lucky to have made it this long. My heritage, uh, comes with some really really creepy monsters, and a lot of them come out of the woodwork around Christmas. Bellsnickel was originally from Germany because of course he was, and while he is considered one of the companions to Santa Claus, he visits children alone, usually one to two weeks before Christmas. He's celebrated in the u s mostly in P- the Pennsylvania area, which is where a lot of German immigrants settled. Outside of this area, most Americans are only familiar with the cheerier and more benevolent St. Nicholas or Father Christmas. The two gift givers are closely linked, so closely linked, in fact, that the name Belsnickel, an anglicized version of Peltznickel, literally means Nicholas in furs, with Pelts obviously meaning pelt for fur, and Nickel literally meaning Nicholas. Fun fact, my grandmother calls me Nickel, and my name, Nicole, is the feminine version of the name Nicholas. No word so far as to whether this is because of her German heritage, or just a byproduct of my name sounding so similar to a periodic element. Apparently, in places where Bell's Nickel was part of Christmas tradition, both in America and in Germany, crowds of young men would go, quote-unquote, Bell snickling in a kind of reverse trick or treat situation where they would go door to door, see if kids were good, and give the kids treats instead of the opposite on Halloween. This became so popular, in fact, that local stores often sold more costumes and masks for Bell snickling than they did for Halloween. So, would you welcome a visit from the Bell snickle if it meant extra Christmas treats? Would you allow a stranger into your home to beat your kid if you, you know, apparently saw that the kid had been naughty for the last year? seems a little extreme, but I couldn't find any reports of, like, Bellsnickel visits going horribly wrong or anything like that. So apparently it was a pretty common practice and still is practiced in the Pennsylvania area of the United States and in Germany. If you enjoyed this bit of Christmas lore as we get closer to the holiday itself, I hope you'll tune in for the rest of the season. Every Friday I'll be posting a Christmas episode for the rest of the year. And thank you so much for tuning in today. As always, please like, subscribe, and share it with your story-loving friends if you want the podcast to kind of grow in strength and popularity. And have a beautiful weekend. Again, thank you so, so much as always.